4: Oh, would you look who made it back to work today. Coming to you live from the greatest country on the planet. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who does not have better things to do than host this show or, oh, I don't know, visit the southern border. Yesterday I was off. Uh, I had some work to get done. And uh, while I was doing that work, the president was off on a field trip to the great state of Arizona. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did happen. And while he was in Arizona, 100 miles from the southern border, he was asked if he planned on visiting the border and surveying the crisis for the first time in his presidency, a crisis he created. Biden responded, quote, there's better things to do. This guy's a
2: serious ass.
4: It's a dereliction of duty at the border. It is shameful. We're going to discuss it today. It's a busy day on the show. Raymond Arroyo is going to be here. He is, of course, one half of the dynamic duo on the Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram. We will also hear from Diamond Dave Landau, uh, who returns uh, to help us break down the preview. Nobody asked for this, but Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. There is no more shameful exercise in public life than rich people convincing poor people to feel sorry for them. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But they're very much engaged on a woe is me tour. At a time when 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, Harry and Meghan want you to feel bad that someone wasn't nice during the limo ride to the private jet.
5: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
4: Are we ever? Uh, 888-788. Nine nine one zero. If you want to be a part of this thing, you know the rules on the show. They didn't change while Rich the was guest hosting yesterday. Rules are still the same, man. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> happy Wednesday, everybody. And it's going to be back. I missed you guys yesterday. I was uh, I did Gutfeld last night. So if you watch me on the Greg Gutfeld show, way to go. And uh, we were also filming something yesterday, a little bit of a Christmas special. Uh, I tell you a lot of things you're not supposed to know on this show. But on the TV side, uh, I am, of course, going to be one of the hosts on Fox's New Year's Eve show. I will be hosting the live coverage, me, Emily Campagno, and Griff Jenkins uh, on New Year's Eve for the first hour of the broadcast. And then when it goes uh, to multiple locations, you'll have down in Nashville Pete Hegseth and – Rachel Campos Duffy and Will Kane. I mean, these super hunks, just gorgeous specimen of men. And uh, I'll be there doing stand-up. Abby Hornacek will be there. And basically yesterday we had to do a lot of preparation work. And uh, while we were doing that preparation work, I did miss a birthday of a key superstar Fox Across America listener, Margie Holland. I know you're out there somewhere. Uh, Your son, Kevin, did message me to tell me it was going to be your birthday and that I owed you a shout out on the air. But lo and behold, I wasn't on the air. So, Margie, if you're listening, I hope you had a phenomenal birthday uh, and I hope you will accept this belated radio gift. Uh, But I want you to understand I did not have better things to do. I'm just a chubby radio host who's doing okay on TV. I am not the president of the United States who flat out said That he had better things to do than visit the border. I got to be honest, man. or more important things to do. More important things to do. You know, it's a pretty light show. It always sounds like I'm getting paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. You know, hey, Jimmy, he's silly. Okay, but the stuff going on at the border is actually shameful. There is like a sociopathic indifference to the suffering at our southern border. You understand right now what the border is responsible for. The fentanyl coming across the southern border is the... Highest cause, the number one cause of adult death in America. More adults are dying from fentanyl than anything else in America. Biden says there's more important things than to check out the crisis. Okay, 30% of the women who come across our border with human traffickers are sexually assaulted. We've had 2 million people cross that border that we know of. Half of them default or about a million, which means there have been at least 300,000 women sexually assaulted under his watch at that border, he has better things to do than visit the border. Okay, we could take it a step further. A border agent sadly was tragically killed today at our southern border. And all of these issues were caused by his policies because when he got into office, he stopped border wall construction and he repealed the Remain in Mexico policy, which I got to be honest, is the driving force behind all of this. Okay, Remain in Mexico, what it did, just so you understand Is it forced anybody apprehended trying to cross our border illegally to stay in Mexico until their asylum case was granted? Because Biden repealed that policy, anybody who was let into the country was apprehended at the border was immediately just set free in America on the promise that they'd come back for a court case someday.
1: That's stupid. Use your common sense.
4: And why is it stupid? Because over 84% of asylum cases go unheard because the person doesn't come to the case. Bingo. You're in America. They're not going to deport you. Why would you go to a case where you might voluntarily turn yourself in to get deported? I think he's got a point. And I have empathy for these people. I get it. They're playing the system. I'm not even mad at How could you be mad at them? Yes, they're breaking a law to get here. and Everybody gets mad about that. They're breaking a law. They are. But they're breaking the law because we have an administration that's encouraging them to break the law, to go on that perilous journey. OK, political opposition is supposed to come with a basic decency. If the party you don't like passes a policy that's good for America, you're not supposed to you know, slander it as racist or bad or discriminatory just because, you know, just because we want political points. Like here's a newsflash, OK? As it pertains to a border wall. When Donald Trump came down the escalator and was like, oh, we got to build a wall. And everybody was like, oh, how dare you? We should be building bridges and not walls. This stuff is all so racist. Democrats are so full of crap. And why are they all full of crap? Because both political parties prior to Trump becoming president, both political parties, meaning everybody who told you a wall was racist, both political parties voted for border wall funding. Oh, wow. So we bailed on border security because we positioned it as racist because they wanted to score political points. The aftermath of that is a border that's been completely overrun. We've had the head of border security testify that they've lost operational control of three sectors of our southern border. That can't be good. It's not good. Okay, the border is getting people killed. Never mind these poor migrants who I have a lot of empathy for, who are drowning in rivers and getting sexually assaulted and suffocating in the back of cargo vans. This is a bad situation. It is a legitimate humanitarian crisis. And the guy who created this crisis says he's got better things or more important things to do than go visit the problem and understand the true magnitude, the true scope of what it is. Here is Biden. It is bad audio. He's leaving on Marine One yesterday to go to Arizona. He's talking to R. Peter Ducey, clip one. Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because the more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Did you hear that? What's going on? They're going to invest... Billions of dollars and I knew it.
3: Garbage like you just makes me sick.
4: Folks, there is a real, like a shameful, it's like a sociopathic indifference to suffering. You know, when it comes to crime, when it comes to the border, the idea that a lot of elected leadership doesn't want to address this stuff because it's a political liability. That's a sociopathic indifference to real suffering. Like, how many people have to die? How many people have to suffocate in the back of a tractor trailer? How many women have to get sexually assaulted? How much fentanyl needs to get into this country? Okay, this is a legitimate humanitarian crisis on both sides of the border in all 50 states. But Biden flat out said, ah, none of that matters. We're going to Arizona. They're going to invest in these chips and nanochips or whatever the hell they call. And I, and I say that because when Biden tried to explain— What he was doing actually in Arizona with nano chips and investments, you know, it didn't come out the best. He had a, you know, kind of a little bit of a rough time getting those words out yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you, Uh, and it was really fascinating to watch because we've kind of we've kind of accepted this now as standard operating procedure. But nobody should be okay with the fact that we have a president that's willing to get in front of a camera and sundown. Okay, and not know where he is, and not what's going on. Okay, he gets a laugh by the end of this, but this is not someone with a coherent, cognitive, uh, ability. Okay, this is clip thirty-seven. Did I lose you, John? Construct
0: a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, three nano chips, the three nano chip chips
2: that
3: are three nano. And you know what I'm saying.
2: Do you speak any no,
3: English? No, I don't
0: know.
4: <laughs> Play it in its entirety again because it's just funny. Here it is one more time.
0: We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips,
3: three nano chips. The three nano chip. Chips that are three nano. And You know what I'm saying. <laughs> nano no no. I don't know. What we've got here is failure to communicate.
4: He doesn't even know what he's pitching. Three nano, a nano no no. So, that according to Biden is more important. Going to Arizona to make the case for a thing you don't even know what it is nano 3G, the chips that are three nano no no. I don't know. That's what he said. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But the idea that there's more important things to do than go to the border. Biden sucks. Yo, man. I'm telling you this because I care. This is not an activist show. I do not want to be in charge of our democracy. So what I, you know what I want to do? This is what I want to do, this is want to do. This is my whole day. This is human to human. Okay, I'm on the radio noon to three. This is my dream job. It's so much fun. Okay, we're going to bang this out. Okay, we're going to crush. Probably one of the highest rated radio shows. All right, well, the point is we're going to do a good show. We're going to have a really good. Right, well, the point is I'm going to be on the air till three. Okay, you're gonna hear from Raymond Arroyo. Dave Landau's gonna come by as a comedian. We're gonna have a lot of laughs, gonna have a good time. Okay, I'm on Hannity tonight. I'm on Sean Hannity uh, on the Fox News channel at nine o'clock. Me and Sean do like a one on one hit. My radio goal today, my life goal, my human goal, just between you and me, is not to be in charge of our democracy. It's to get out of here, catch an early train so I can pick up my dry cleaning and have dinner with my family because I've got a pack so I can fly to Oklahoma City tomorrow. When that's done, I'm gonna play my son in Madden and hopefully kick his ass on the Xbox. Shut your mouth. And then when that's done, I'm going to do Hannity. That's the human goal. At no point on my little to-do list is controlling our democracy or steering the way you vote even a consideration. I don't want to be in charge. This is not that type of show. And there's a lot of that out there. This is not that show. You have to understand, okay? But we need to never, ever, ever, ever elect an establishment politician again, ever, 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 ever do we need to elect an establishment politician again? The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. I don't care. Okay. Joe Biden is making the greatest case for a Donald Trump presidency that anyone ever could. That being said, I'm not here to tell you, hey, go vote for Trump. I Trump's finished for my money. I'm not saying that to be provocative. I'm not saying that to upset you. I'm saying it because I I genuinely don't think he could win, uh, get a nomination, let alone win a general election. It's just my opinion. Okay, I'm here to be honest with you. I don't need to make you feel good. Uh, I don't need to make you like me. Okay, you're never going to get as mad at me as I am at myself most days. So believe me, it's all good in the hood. But the case that Donald Trump had to be president, ...was made by establishment politicians like Joe Biden. Guys who sold out our country for four decades was the reason that there was suddenly this appetite for someone to walk into the Washington, D.C. elite country club and become Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. Start reading people their truth. You know, you guys are all in bed with China... You're getting robbed by NATO. Nobody's paying their fair share. They're taking advantage of you at the border. We do all these bad trade deals. Trump's policies, Trump's truth, Trump's walking, talking middle finger in the country club was the greatest thing ever. Okay, it's why they went to the lengths they did to get rid of them. Sadly, he helped him get rid of them because a guy does commit a lot of unforced errors. I mean, he's got this truth social post right now where he says he's going to rip up the Constitution. And to be clear, those are his words. Okay. in the aftermath of the Elon Musk Twitter dump, he said, you know, event of this magnitude justifies the either a new election or the throwing out of all rules, including those rules in our great Constitution. Here's the deal. When you get sworn in as president, you take an an oath to uphold the Constitution. You're not going to be president again if you say we're throwing out the Constitution. That's not me being a jerk. Don't get mad at me. Okay, it's not. It's just a human treating you with respect. I am treating you like an adult. I am not going to infantilize you and tell you there's this fantasy world where you can be a guy threatening to rip up the Constitution and then be in charge of taking an oath to uphold it. It's not going to work, okay? But understand, it's not Trump that I'm here to bash. It's not Trump that I'm here to shill for. It's you I'm here to talk to. Guys like Joe Biden are the reason this country is as as it is. Okay, we need new blood in Washington. That's what we need. I didn't say who. I said new. We need new blood in Washington. People that are not go-along-to-get-along politicians, people that are not here to do what every establishment politician has done for the last four decades, which is tell you exactly what you want to hear. Love the country. Woo, yeah, great. And then they you know, go down to K Street and have a nice sexy lobbyist dinner, throw down some fancy bottles of wine, get a nice check, a nice stock tip nice vacation home, and keep on selling us out. We don't need that. You need new blood in Washington, you, whoever it is. Okay, I'm not naming names. I don't have a name in mind right now. But at the very least, I'd like someone who's at least willing to go to the southern border catastrophe they created, because what's happening at the border has spilled into all 50 states in terms of drugs and crime.
5: And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
3: Jimmy Fallon. He's got
4: great charisma.
3: Yeah, He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy, and me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America.
3: Download from The Kitchen Table, The Duffy's, at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.
4: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Here's Chip Roy, representative from the great state of Texas. Not satisfied with the Biden declaration that there are more important things than going to the southern border. Clip three.
3: Well, how the hell would he know? He hasn't been there. And it sure is uh, something that's pretty critically important to the people of Texas and, frankly, to the immigrants that are getting abused and dying, 53 in a tractor-trailer in San Antonio, uh, getting raped in stash houses in South Texas. Or how about the 72,000 people who died from fentanyl last year, uh, the moms that I have to talk to every day who's lost a loved one because fentanyl is pouring into our border because he refuses to secure the southern border. We all know the truth. He, my orcas they're all teaming up to endanger Americans. Uh, and, uh, you know, poking his head in the sand isn't going to actually be enough. Mr. He's going to have to do something about
4: it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Okay, and you understand, the reason Biden won't go to the border is because he doesn't want to draw attention to the problem. Okay, there's a reason the media, like the left-wing media, isn't like, hey, you got to go to the border. What's up with the border? Because they're not rooting for the border to get solved. They're not rooting for the country to prosper. They're rooting for Democrats to remain in power. Correct the mundo. Biden going to the border forces them to go to the border. They cover him. There's a pool. Okay, everywhere a president of the United States goes, there's a pool of about 40 reporters from various networks that travel with him and document his every move, which is why there's so much footage out there of him eating ice cream, because 90% of what he does. is click I agree on whatever iTunes user agreement of an executive order they put in front of this man, and then they take him out for ice cream. That's what's going on right now in the Oval Office.
1: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But the
4: thing is, if he goes down to the border, they go down to the border. And then there's an entire segment of our population that now sees just how bad this crisis is. Bill Melusion, if you've been watching this on Fox... Okay, yes, they really are trying to bring attention to a problem. Human trafficking at the border has become a billion-dollar industry. Okay, Biden says, oh, there's more important things to do. Yo, that in another era, that's actually disqualifying. Like, if you were a candidate for office, he said, oh, there's more important things to do than visit the hum- biggest humanitarian crisis in the last 50 years. The border is the biggest humanitarian crisis in the last 50 years. And the guy's like, "Ah, oh, you, you know. We got more important things to do. I mean, come on, Joe Biden. Seriously, dude.
1: You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
4: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Even Duran Duran's worked up about this border thing. You remember last year. Biden wants you to believe there are more important things to do than go visit the southern border and bring attention to the crisis. I don't know, maybe create a national appetite to confront this thing head on. Fentanyl being the leading cause of adult death in this country. But is anybody in the Democratic Party going anywhere near the southern border? The answer would be no. Understand, though last spring they were willing to gaslight border agents they said they were whipping haitian migrants even though if you remember the photographer who shot the video not the still photos the video someone posted a still photo from the video that created the perception that these border agents who were on split rein horses uh made a claim that they were whipping haitian migrants that's what they oh no, you don't understand they're down there whipping the you're not telling me the truth they weren't telling the truth okay And we now know through a FOIA Freedom of Information Act request that the photographer himself emailed Secretary Mayorkas and the White House before their press conference and said, hey, don't go on TV and say anybody was getting whipped. I was there. I was the one who took the video. Nobody was getting whipped. And what did they do? Biden and they Saki? They trotted right out to the podium and they they were whipping the migrants. That's just how white folks will do you. And you understand why were they doing that? Because they'd rather have an argument. Demonizing border agents then draw attention to their inability to secure the border. They are the problem. This is not a Republican talking point. It's a human talking point. We have a border crisis. More people crossed this border last year than at any time in the history of this nation because of their policies. I'm not saying that because I need you to vote Republican if you're listening to the show for the first time. I'm saying that. I'm a guy who cares about the country. I'm a guy who cares about the quality of life and the border states and, of course, the drugs that infiltrate every other state in this country. And, of course, these poor migrants that are getting you know, sexually assaulted, that are suffocating in vans. It's a bad situation, man. So when I bring attention to this, it's not because I hope you vote a certain way. I don't care. You can like the Democrat if they'll secure the border. I'm done. You know, if you get somebody who puts the country first— I am in, dude. Do you understand? That's my job. That is my loyalty. My loyalty is America. My loyalty is not any particular party. Okay, but the problem is we have people in both parties whose loyalties are actually just to themselves. Tell them like it is. Okay. It's a perpetual exercise, and, you know, we need power. We need to win. We don't go near the border. It's getting people killed. Why would we do that? If you remember when Ron DeSantis started relocating migrants to, say, like Martha's Vineyard— and the people who had all those signs up about tolerance and no one's illegal and everyone's equal, less than 24 hours after they got to Martha's Vineyard, everybody who put up those tolerance, hate has no homes here, would like, get them out of here. Get him out. Threw them out. Gone. They went to a military base. Has anyone even discussed that again? The answer would be no. No. Does the media ever even ask, like, hey, what up, what, up, what, are those migrants? Journalism in this country is dead and buried. But there was a 24-hour window where they all purported to care about them. And then the minute they ran them out of Martha's Vineyard and relocated them to other communities, they were like, oh, this is great. No, this We don't care about these people. Come on, man. They have no empathy. Like, I have real empathy. Like, my goal... When I get on the radio, is to have a positive impact on your workday or your commute or your prison sentence or, you know, your cooking meth in the lab. Whatever you do, you listen to a guy like me. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. But the point is, the goal is not, hey, I need to get ratings at any cost. That stuff's embarrassing. I'm not like a shock jock. Okay, I'll just, I'll get them the, the way people used to get them, which is by doing a good show. You know, and being a a, you know, a force multiplier of positive energy in people's lives. Like, that's the business plan here. That's the model. Like, I'm letting you stand behind the magician and see where we put the rabbits and how we make the balloon animals. But the whole thing is we have people in politics who are not in the Democratic Party business. They're not in the Republican They're in the them business. You know, they're in the they business. Okay. And, yes, they're certainly putting their party loyalty over their country because their party loyalty is what ultimately helps them. You know, get the key committee appointments, get the key lobbyists sit- set-ups, get the hot stock tips. I mean, has anyone made more money? You think about that. They're getting ready to Venmo. Excuse me. The IRS is now getting ready to survey any Venmo transaction above $600. Anybody gets more than $600 sent to them on Venmo, we got to go out. We got to audit that thing.
2: This is total crap.
4: And why is it total crap? OK, you getting 600 bucks of Venmo, you did a gig, you did whatever, somebody sent you money. OK, we need the IRS. OK, Congress has 435 members in it that make 170,000 dollars a year. OK? More than half of them are worth tens of millions of dollars. OK? Where's the money coming from? Is anybody talking about I don't know, any audit into that. How many people need to make 170,000 a year for 20 years? and retire with $50 million in the bank before we start asking a couple of questions right here. You know what I'm saying? I admire your honesty. I'm just saying. I'm telling you because I care. It's a scam, okay? And they don't care. And the perpetual exercise of, you know, clinging to power and finding a way is why we found ourselves where we are when it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop story, okay? The Hunter Biden laptop story is still getting buried and suppressed the second time around. I mean, you think the first time it came around, the director of national intelligence immediately said, oh, no, this is real. Hunter Biden's business partner came forward and was like, oh, no, no this is real. And the guy in the emails. No, we had a there was a 10 percent kickback going to the going to Joe Biden. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner said, yes, he was. Now, the media with no evidence, no corroborating evidence whatsoever, was willing to claim every day for three years that Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. But when faced with living, breathing proof or at least claims that Joe Biden was engaged in selling influence to our government, they wouldn't even touch the story.
5: The media is a bunch of losers. They
4: really are. And now, even after the fact, Elon Musk dumps the emails Friday night. What do we come to find out? Jim Baker. The same corrupt Jim Baker who was part of spying on Trump Tower. The same Jim Baker who's found himself... Uh, in Twitter in 2020 when they were killing the story then. Well, now we come back out and find out that unbeknownst, he was still a lawyer for Twitter, and unbeknownst to Elon Musk and the gang at Twitter, he vetted the first batch of Twitter files that were dumped last week without knowledge of the new management and omitted any reference of the FBI inside those Emails. He should be behind bars. OK, here you go. Matt Taibbi, the reporter who actually got those emails, says on Tuesday, Twitter deputy general counsel and former FBI general counsel Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and myself, via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's name, the answer came back: Jim Baker. If the name Jim Baker sounds familiar, it's because he's one of the guys who was involved in the Steele dossier. Remember the Steele dossier? Completely un—you know—verified, unsubstantiated, Oppo research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. Before joining Twitter, Jim Baker also worked as general counsel at the FBI, where he was a key figure in the Bureau's investigation into alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, something that was a just a soft coup attempt, to be clear. Taby goes on to explain as much, telling his Twitter followers, Baker is a controversial figure. He has been something of a zealot of FBI controversies dating back to 2016 from the Steele dossier to the Alpha Server mess. He resigned in 2018 after an investigation into leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter file surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker Tuesday, so he, filed, uh, he fired him immediately on Tuesday. Baker himself was a part of the Twitter files that Taibbi had released on Friday night, and while revealing internal discussions over how to explain his suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story during the election, Baker told his colleagues, I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked, adding it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been and the caution is warranted. Now, unbeknownst to everybody involved, he was doing the bidding of the FBI and the Biden campaign at the time. So, basically, where we are, just so you guys all understand, is I don't genu- I do not believe anyone at Twitter is going to jail. I also do not believe the conservative viewpoint that this is a violation of our First Amendment rights. Because to be clear, and this might not sit well with all of you, the First Amendment freedom of speech means you can't be arrested by the government for saying stuff, okay? This is not that. When Twitter says you can't tweet that, when Twitter says you're not allowed on a platform, they're not the government. They're a private entity, okay? And a private company can do whatever it wants. Now, where this would rise to the level of freedom of speech is if this new batch of emails reveals that the government was in fact the ones telling you you can't say something, then yes, they themselves – were engaged in the suppression of free speech. Not quite throwing you in the law, in jail, but denying you your speech rights, which is why I'm staying on the story and will follow it to the end. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Maybe so. But understand, half of the country is done with the Hunter Biden laptop story because it came out on Friday. Number one, they didn't follow it the first time around, but number two, it was dumped last Friday. And to be clear, a lot of this is on Elon Musk. Okay, they dumped this stuff. Without knowing that there was a lawyer inside the foxhole denying certain emails to the dump? So why did you throw it out then? Shouldn't you have vetted this thing completely before you dumped it? See, this is part of the problem here. Elon Musk is legitimately fighting for your free speech rights, but part of the reason he's fighting for your free speech rights is because they are really, really good for his bottom line.
3: He knows what he's talking about.
4: And part of generating revenue on that platform and making a $44 billion investment profitable is getting people to advertise. So, yes... That advertising is predicated on traffic on the app. And, yes, he is doing everything he can to boost traffic on the app by being there himself to interact with everybody. He has retweeted some of my stuff. It's the richest guy in the world. He's retweeting an ex-cab driver. You know, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit of a media presence now. Okay, but the point is he's retweeting anybody's stuff. Anybody and everybody's stuff. He's engaged. He's active. He wants the platform to be popping and happening. He wants it to be the center of media attention. And the good news is it is. The bad news is it is. Okay? Everybody on Twitter, if they're on the left, has already been given permission to move on from the Elon Musk uh, you know, Twitter dump from last week. Because, like, well, it shows no smoke and gun with the FBI. It's, you know, Republicans. Uh, blah, it doesn't matter. They've turned the debate into a semantic fight over whether this was suppression of speech. But the takeaway from the Hunter Biden laptop story and whether or not the media covered it or not is not whether or not we were allowed to talk about it by a private entity. It's what was on the laptop. Okay, debating whether or not Twitter did us good or Twitter did us dirty, whatever, it matters. But it's not nearly as significant. And this is where politicians, this is where political infighting, This is where the overlapping agenda of somebody like Elon Musk, who just wants to drive traffic to his platform, gets us to take our eye off the real prize. Okay, if every news network known to man is now corroborating and authenticating the Hunter Biden laptop because they know it's coming, Republicans are investigating the Bidens. Okay, they also know Elon Musk owns Twitter and he's dumping all of this stuff. They're all acknowledging it's real now because they're trying to distance themselves from the cover up. But the bigger issue here is if we're acknowledging it's real, we should also be acknowledging that the potential for us to have a compromised president in Washington is beyond real. Like it's a real, it's, I mean, we're in a spot, man. Nobody talks about that. Oh, well, Hunter, is it free speech? Is Twitter tulip? Great. Who cares? Wonderful. If the FBI engaged in that and suppressed speech, yes, Absolutely. But if you think we're getting anywhere as a country by asking law enforcement to go prosecute the FBI, dude, it's not going to happen. Everybody fighting that battle, getting you ginned up about the FBI, let's go down that rabbit hole. So is the FBI is going to arrest themselves? Is this like RoboCop? You got to fire him first and then he can kill everybody in the room. (laughs) That's not what's going on here. What we're supposed to be focusing on is Biden. This is the magic trick. Because they're like, look, over here, free speech rights, Twitter, Silicon Valley. Come on, guys. And on the other side of the town, we basically have a president who is governing like his last priority is America. When it comes to foreign policy, okay, we are sending $100 billion to Ukraine. That's what we have sent, $100 billion. While simultaneously saying it's the root of all economic evil in this country— they're not doing anything to end the war. They're just sending more money. They're prolonging the thing they want you to believe is the root of all economic evil. Along the way, they're also telling you what? What did he say yesterday? We're more important things to do than visit the southern border, which is the biggest humanitarian crisis in the last 50 years caused by their policies. Inflation's at a 40-year high. Okay, they tell you gas is down, but it's still $1.40 higher than when they took office. Yo, we're in a real spot. And we got a guy in the Oval Office who doesn't seem particularly interested in getting out of that spot because it's a spot he very well may have gotten us into by doing business with his son and lying about it. He told us on the campaign trail, I've never talked to my son Hunter, not ever once about his business. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. And we know that to be the case. Why? Because the Hunter Biden emails, the Hunter Biden laptop proved that it was the opposite. They show him not only photograph meeting with Hunter's business partners, but there are thanks for introducing me to your dad. It was a really good time. Hey, by the way, dad needs two keys to the office. OK, don't call him dad. They're really paranoid. I know, you know, but they're really paranoid. I mean, you understand what's going on. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. OK, unless, you know, Elizabeth Warren's sending a message. But the point is the point. We're in a really bad pickle right now, and the guy who got us into it doesn't seem interested in getting us out of it half as much as he seems, you know, hell-bent on helping the other countries around the world where his son did business.
2: Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Last.
4: Critics are calling
3: it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Falla. Wrapping up the New York portion of our broadcast week. I will, of course, be here tomorrow. I'll be on with the great Harris Faulkner on the Faulkner Focus. I'll be doing the show live in New York. And then tomorrow night we are heading on down to Oklahoma City. Friday we're doing the show from the Eagle down there in OKC. And Friday night I will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club. Uh, You can get tickets at BricktownComedy.com. And there are still a few tickets left Saturday night uh, if you want to get tickets as well. Uh, Saturday night, also BrickTownComedy.com. You will not only meet me, you'll meet some fine folks from the Eagle. You'll meet some, I mean, amazing, amazing uh, Oklahomans uh, and friends of mine from up the road in Tulsa at KRMG. And you may even meet a couple of music celebrities. I'm not going to name names. I mean, I have some weird commitments to show up to this one. You might want to get your act together and come do some drinking with your radio buddy. Either way, don't go anywhere. Raymond Arroyo is hanging out when we come back on Fox Across America,
3: live from Everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with
4: Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Getting ready. Here in the Fox News studios to bring you an absolute embarrassment of Radio Richard. I like I feel bad about this. I I I'm, You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Stop it. Uh, I am not dumb. But anybody using TikTok is weapons grade stupid. And we're going to discuss that in this hour with Raymond Arroyo, one half of the dynamic duo known as the Ingram Angle here at Fox News. Uh, Laura is, of course, a show I appear on regularly now. Look at me, moving up in the world. Wow. Ho! hey. But tonight I am on with the great Sean Hannity at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Fox News channel. And if you missed me last night on Gutfeld, how dare you? I'm going full Greta Thornburg. How dare you? Ruining my childhood. Isn't that what she said to the U.N.? It was so crazy. But uh, we posted clips from last night's Gutfeld appearance. On the Fox Across America Facebook page, you can go there. That's where I return all the messages and interact with my listeners uh, who are not my fans. They are my friends. If you listen to this show, you are my friend. Like when you meet me, if you go to any of these events, this week we're in Oklahoma City, the Bricktown Comedy Club. Next week we're in Fort Wayne at the Summit City Comedy Club. Everybody I meet at a meet and greet. I have met a legitimate in the last year – Uh, Between doing Gutfeld on the road, the Patriot Awards, doing our show on the road, doing Gutfeld on the road again, all the market visits, all the comedy clubs. I have legitimately met now. The first radio listener I'd ever met, guy who listened to the show, was my man Tyler from Tyler, Texas. Who's an actual friend now. Like, we exchanged Christmas cards. He hung out with me at the Country Tavern last time I was in town. He got to hang out with Jenny and Lincoln. Like, Tyler's on the inside. He was legitimately the first listener to the show that I ever met. He listened to the show and openly admitted it in public. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. (laughs) Maybe so. But since then, I have met. A legitimate, I would say, fifty thousand of you, fifty thousand of you. I've done that many events, have been that many places, and uh, the one comment that comes back all the time, first of all, is women say you're not nearly as fat as you look on TV, <laughs> which I'm like, that's not a, it's not really a good compliment, you know what I mean? You're still telling me I got to suck it in on TV, which I always laugh at that. Uh, but the other one is like, oh, I feel like I know you my whole life because you have you listen to me for three hours a day on the radio, a lot of you, and I'm the same guy off the air that I am on the air. There's no like this in a sweat. You can't like there's not an act. Where you can just get on the air. Oh, no, this guy can convincingly play a community college dropout with a limited, limited intellect. No, I'm telling you, that could have been an actor. You can't, you can't fake this. This is what it is. Okay. But, you know, when we get on the air when we do these shows, we talk about these things. Okay, I'm always prioritizing your well-being, my well-being, because we're doing this. This is our show. I say that all the time, too. You know, the star of Fox Across America is not me. It's you. You know, and that's my radio superpower. The fact that I don't actually have one, and I'm just a regular dude that prioritizes what you prioritize. So, in this moment, what I would say to you really quickly is if you do prioritize on any level your private information, if you do prioritize, you know, I don't know, not being spied on by the Chinese government, not having all of your data. Farmed out to the rest of the world, you might want to go out and delete TikTok. And the reason I say that is because TikTok is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party and they're using it to harvest the data of Americans. That is correct. Okay. And I say that because this has been a source of great debate. Christy Noam, if you remember, governor of South Dakota, hey, 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 not too far from all of our listeners and The flag, listening up in North Dakota. We will be in North Dakota, April 1st. We're doing an event with the flag. I don't know if you heard about it yet, but it's coming. We're about to start marketing the pants off of that thing. I'll be out there doing stand-up in Fargo. You better show up. I'm going to be freezing my ass off. Come on, man. Show up. Bring me a jacket. It's not even a stand-up event. It's a coat drive. But anyway, Christy Nolan last week announced that TikTok was banned from all government use out there in South Dakota. Because she didn't want it, you know, stealing the information, stealing the data of government officials. Just the way they're stealing information, stealing the data of your kids or whoever else in your family partakes in TikTok. Well, yesterday, Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, went out and did the same thing. Banned TikTok in the state's executive branch. No TikTok in the branch. Now, this is significant. The reason it's significant, if you're paying attention, is when Trump was president— He signed an executive order banning TikTok. No more TikTok. Why? Because it's owned by and operated by and completely loyal to the Chinese government. Okay, it's owned by a Chinese company. It's called ByteDance and Trump banned it. No way. This is an executive order. Nobody can be on TikTok. This is China stealing our information. This is China tracking the movements of your children. This is China gaming the algorithm to spread propaganda, anti-American propaganda all over TikTok. Okay, understand, the goal in China is divide and conquer. Get the American people to hate each other. Poison them with fentanyl. Make them turn on their government. You understand, right now in our country, we are plagued by people that are all over TikTok, that are all over our politics, that are all over our media, telling us America sucks, slavery, you know, all of that oppression, things that really did happen in our country way back when. Okay, but things that are still happening in those countries now. You're absolutely right. TikTok helps create an environment where professors like this woman, who is a professor at Rutgers, can be employed. It has become acceptable parlance to say the United States is this genocidal white supremacist nation even to this day. You don't lose your job for saying that. Okay, let me play these clips, clips made possible by the weapons-grade stupidity that social media has foisted upon this nation, a lot of which is permitted on TikTok, a lot of which is allowed to spread on TikTok, a lot of which is strategically spread on TikTok at the behest of the Chinese government. Think about all the companies that are in bed with China, the NBA, Okay, a place like Disney, You know, a place like Apple. OK, every time there's an injustice in this country, oh, a cop killed George Floyd. Let's full stop. Derek Chauvin should not have knelt on George Floyd's neck for eight and a half minutes. Shouldn't have happened. We all agreed it was bad. OK, but what they did in that moment is rather than trying to take advantage of the consensus and go, let's make sure the system works and make progress. As they started hooting and hollering because it was an election year about how it wasn't Derek Chauvin who knelt on the cop's neck. It was all Americans. We're a white supremacist nation. We're systemically racist. We got to do something about this. The answer is we got to get rid of this guy, Trump, who's been in government for four years and replace him with a guy who's been a part of this racist government for 50 years. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. But every corporate entity that jumped onto Black Lives Matter, which is basically just a grift. I mean, they didn't invest or divest any of that money into criminal defense, scholarship or nothing. Okay, what did they do? They bought mansions in Beverly Hills, bought mansions in Bel Air, bought mansions in the Pacific Palisades, and then got the cops called on them by the same white people who donated to them. (laughs) That's basically what happened if you followed that story. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, some people say it stands for build large mansions or black lawns matter because they're buying mansions, I don't know, one way or the other. But it was a grift. But every single corporate entity that latched on to that slogan was doing business in China at the time. And they'd always, oh, America's got problems and we got to right the wrong... Dude, you're doing business in a country that is deploying slave labor to this day. The UN itself declared that China's committing eth- ethnic genocide in the Uyghur province of Hubei, yet somehow China sits on the UN you know, Human Rights Board. I mean, it's bananas. Okay, and what they do through TikTok... is they dump all kinds of anti-American propaganda into this country and we focus on things we did wrong 200 years ago instead of things that are going on in those countries right now. I admire your honesty. I can't say it enough to you. That's the threat. They're stealing your information and they're indoctrinating people to hate America. And it just – again, another full stop – there's not a, between you and me, just like a human to human, forget, forget that you're listening to a radio or whatever you're listening to, a phone or app, whatever the hell you listen to right now. It's a 2022. Okay, just as a human being talking to a human being, assume we're the only people here. There might be millions of people listening, but I promise I'm talking to every one of you on a one-to-one basis. You know, on a human to human level of what's going on in, in, with China and with TikTok and with the world, okay, this is a strategic move. To indoctrinate people to hate the country and, yes, get the attention away from the real injustices they're committing. These are, uh, TikTok itself is an actual national security threat. And that's not like a, you know, a guy being like, hey, uh, I want you to vote for Republicans because they want to stop TikTok. Mark Warner is a Democratic senator from Virginia. Last week, flat out, said the words delete the app and throw out the phone. Trump was right. But when Trump signed that executive order banning TikTok, what did the Democrats do? Just for the sake of political points. Oh, this authoritarian won't let you watch cat videos. Now, this maniac, he won't let you watch the, you know, teachers doing their interpretive dances during the lockdowns. Donald Trump, he's anti-fun is what he is. Come on, this can't go on. But that's the point, okay? They posit TikTok as this feel-good entertainment app. But it's a Trojan horse there designed to spread anti-American propaganda, okay, and to again steal all of your information while it's happening. So Brittany Cooper, and, you know, you've seen all these videos. There's a woman, Libs of TikTok. uh, There's a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok that posts all these videos of liberal, uh, you know, trans people and kindergarten teachers talking about, you know, sex with their students and. It's okay to teach a five-year-old to switch genders. You can't add, but you can subtract your penis. It's fine. I mean, that stuff goes on. And Libs of TikTok is an account that's been just straight posting. Libs of TikTok doesn't comment. It doesn't say, like, look at this person or screw these people. Libs of TikTok just literally posts videos of liberals making statements on TikTok. That's it. Just hear their words. Watch the video. Tell me what you think. And at one point, Twitter was banning Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok was being accused of a hate crime. For using people's own words, not 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 mischaracterizing them, not repurposing them, just giving you their words, which is what I'm about to do right now. TikTok is a place where a woman like Brittany Cooper, who is a professor at Rutgers University, okay, says white people like being the villains and we got to take these mother effers out. These are not my words. These are Brittany Cooper's words. It's a two parter. Let's start with clip forty four.
1: I think that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate, right? The real sort of issue here, and I've heard people sort of say it, is one, I think that white people viscerally fear. It's not that white people don't know, right, what they have done. They know. They fear that there is no other way to be human but the way in which they are human, which is to... So, you know, like you talk to white people, and whenever you you really want to have a reckoning about it, they say stuff like, you know... It's just human nature. If y'all had all of this power, you would have done the same thing, right? And it's like, no, that's what white humans did. White human beings thought there's a world here and we own it.
4: I mean, come. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Seriously, Brittany Cooper. What you just
0: said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
4: Okay, white people just want to be the bad guys. Understand, this is like in any other any other world, you lose everything for saying that. Imagine I get on the radio and said an entire race of people wants to be oppressors, wants to be the bad guys, doesn't want to have a reckoning with race in this country. Yo, we had a reckoning with everything she just mentioned. It was called the Civil War. And whatever spilled over after the Civil War and still existed as inequality in this society became a second reckoning called the Civil Rights Movement. And we haven't had a law that allowed for racial discrimination on the books in this country in over 50 years. I don't ever get on the air and say we're a perfect country. We just happen to be the best one. Okay, we didn't throw a perfect game, but no country has done more to level the playing field. There is no place in society that is more tolerant or inclusive than America. Nowhere on earth. You're black, white, gay, straight, trans, anything you are, whatever you identify as. You can identify as a dog, okay? You walk around on all fours all day. This is the best place in the world to be a dog. Ow, 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 ow. But TikTok is allowing people like Brittany Cooper to say we're racist, to try to keep perpetually handing us the bill for things we did in 1822, as if we're still doing them in 2022. And why do they do that? Because places like China that own and operate TikTok get to flood our place with anti-American sentiments that get people to look away from the real-time injustices. Here's Brittany Cooper flat out saying we got to start taking these mother effers out, meaning white people, clip 45.
1: The thing I want to say to you is we got to take these mother out but I know but like we can't say that right we can't say like I don't believe in a project of violence I truly don't because I think in the end that our souls suffer from that and I do think that some of this is a spiritual condition
4: I mean dude but you understand what's going on spiritual condition souls we got to take them out but I can't say that because I don't want to get in trouble you understand she's not getting in trouble because she's on TikTok where it doesn't matter because it's run by China and when Trump banned it He wasn't being an authoritarian. He was protecting America. He was protecting the mindset. You know how Ronald Reagan said, you know, freedom's just a generation away from being lost? He said that before he knew there was a smartphone with cats swinging on ceiling fans and people, you know, dogs riding skateboards and people doing lip sync parodies and strippers showing off their boobs.
1: Hubba, hubba.
4: While all of this was going on, your information was getting stolen and China was teaching you to hate the country. Trump pushed back, as should every single person listening right now, because if you really care about the well-being of this nation, the bottom line, as they said uh, in the greatest Oscar snub of all time, Animal House, is we're not going to sit
5: here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America.
4: It's the show that
3: never hits the books.
5: I love the poorly educated.
3: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh, yeah. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready to rap with Raymond Arroyo in the next break. Dave Landau's coming up as well. Diamond Dave back on the road doing stand-up, as am I. Got a lot happening right now. It's been a wild time. Tonight I'm on with Sean Hannity, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard, if you're into that sort of thing. And if you're not, how How dare you? Uh, Michael Avenatti. Do you remember the media propped him up as a presidential nominee? Do you remember? Oh, Avenatti, he's going to be president. Uh, He just got sentenced for a third time uh, yesterday and uh, is now looking at a combined total of about 17 years in prison. So history will show that Michael Avenatti never did ride in the presidential limo, although he did make the license plates for it. It's a wild time to be. But this is more proof that the media, you know, will just say anything. Do you remember when Avenatti was going to bring down Trump? Ah, Stormy Day, blah, blah, blah. Here's the media. Remember this? Praising him. Clip 46. You
3: got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. Sitting beside me right now, I'm not going to let you cheat. You, you have to guess. Uh, and a hint his name is Michael Avenatti. <laughs>
0: and, uh, <laughs> Look, I can think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. To me, you're like
1: the Holy Spirit. You are <laughs> all, all places, <laughs> all time. He's out there
0: saving the Look, country. Y- you know what?
1: I'm- He's a rock star, I think. It'd be interesting to see his next check. Absolutely.
3: Michael Avenatti for president in 2020. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare, Michael (laughs) Avenatti.
4: Existential threat to the Trump presidency. Please welcome
3: attorney Michael Avenatti.
0: Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. I wrote about this saying you're currently leading the pack. Among 2020 contenders on, on the Democratic side, what do Democrats value most? If they decide they value a fighter most,
2: yes, people would be foolish to underestimate
1: yeah. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti is a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, hes a beast. He's a beast, and he keeps popping Donald Trump and all of his folks in the mouth repeatedly. He's a beast.
5: I'm surrounded
4: by idiots. <laughs> Woo, Avenatti—he's a beast. He's gonna be president. <laughs> Their shamelessness knows no bounds. Okay, Avenatti on the way to the White House. Well, something funny happened on the way to the forum. <laughs> Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And if you know anything about your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, then you know I'm a huge fan of this next guest. He is not only one half of the dynamic duo on the Ingram Angle. He is a superstar author. The book, The Wise Men Who Found Christmas, on sale everywhere. Lincoln Fallon actually has a copy. But I also did not know that on his resume, he is apparently a sergeant in the fashion police. Raymond Arroyo. (laughs) Has pulled over the squad car to issue me a few summonses. No, Hello, no, it officer. Was,
0: it was merely a fashion question. <laughs> if you were – I was just – I just got from – I just returned from Nashville. Okay. And you have the snakeskin boots. Yes, yes. You've got the the the, the red uh-huh. uh, embroidered cowboy chic. <laughs> and I thought, are you – are you joining a rodeo? Uh, <laughs> are you are you part of Dolly's pickup band? I didn't know what happened here. But I, I like it. I, I'm not one of these snobby people who say, oh, this Western yeah. thing isn't working for me. No, no, no. I like the look.
4: I, I just don't know what it's leaning me, toward. Let me give you – I'm going to give you so much okay. intel because I love you, buddy. Uh, I actually – I only ask out of love. No, no, and of course. We're the, me and you are like real pals. and It's it's, it's something I'm thankful for because it's recent that we've only gotten to hang out in person it's get to true. know each other. I was always fans from afar but like two ships in the night. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? And well, now, now we're a collision. Now we're a, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. now, So <laughs> – <laughs> There's two things in play here. Uh, one is I have always enjoyed, like, Western fashion because I grew up, you, you might not know this, but I grew up in a big motorcycle house.
1: My oh. brother's,
4: my, my brother Joey rides bikes, my dad rides bikes, my brother Mike. But in New York. Yes, and I've ridden a lot of bikes, and bikes and boots are kind of synonymous with each other. Okay. And then biker attire bleeds into Western attire, but usually you'd see this shirt without the sleeves. You know that, what I'm saying? That's right. They're cut. That's, Biker that's attire exactly and Western right. attire, there's a lot of spillover. But what's interesting about it is I only wear it in New York. I don't wear this stuff. You don't wear it on the road? I don't really wear it where it's acceptable. You want to know why? Because, like, let's say I show up to Salt Lake City, Utah okay. in this gear. They see the gear, they hear the voice, and they assume I'm in the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma king. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah you thank go. you. Right, right. Move what, over,
0: Sly Stallone. We've got an update.
4: The last time I was in Oklahoma, I was in, I was in Tulsa. And then I was in Enid in Oklahoma. I got asked around, like they circled the drain. They didn't quite ask me this, but I felt like people were asking me to kill people for pay at least five times because of my outfit. I'm like, no, no, I'm a New Yorker, but I'm not that kind of New Yorker. I just like the fashion. You understand? They got the vibe.
0: Yes. They picked up on the, the uh, hidden vibe.
4: Uh huh. I, I, but I have, uh, no, I'm not trying to avoid prison. Uh, at this point, no one is. I wanted to bring this up anyway because yes. you, you cover the media. Uh, are you getting back the donations you made to the Michael Avenatti presidential campaign? Well, I didn't. I would never. I'm kidding.
0: not any, 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 you Raymond. worry. Don't you worry. I, I was making donations, but I probably would have talked to the guy in the rodeo gear trying to get rid of <laughs> Avenatti, not keep him. The very idea that people were taken in by this shiny-headed charlatan is amazing yep. to me. This guy, a sleaze bag lawyer, when you're robbing Stormy Daniels, you know you're low. <laughs> you know when you when you're when you're making. He's plans yeah. to roll Stormy. Yeah. That's – talk about jiu <laughs> that, that takes quite a man, I have to say. But a man who belongs where he is now, behind bars. Straight
4: up. Uh, yeah. Straight up. Uh, yes. Yeah, when you're screwing Stormy Daniels and there's not money involved <laughs> – like- Come on, what are we talking about here? I'm keeping it family friendly. Of course you are. Raymond Arroyo's in studio. The book is called The Wise Men Who Found Christmas. Uh, There's not as many Stormy Daniels references as you might hear in this interview. No. no. Uh, Lincoln Fela has now made his way through the book. It's a big hit in the Fela house. I know we've talked about it before, and I'm going to circle back to it with you in a minute. But the reason I brought up Avenatti is because all of these years removed from that hysteria, Mm -hmm. you realize how unhinged they had gotten, how— you know, a guy like Avenatti was legitimately being propped up as, like, an existential threat to the Trump, which was never true. Correct. But I think having the benefit of hindsight, the world, if they paid attention to this, we knew in the moment, like, these are unhinged people. Right. But the world, if you think back to a time, uh, I don't think the world appreciated as we did in real time. That is, you know, Trump has his crazy moments, but the media was crazier than Trump. That's exactly. I mean, when Ana Navarro, I have that
0: image of her saying the Holy Spirit is moving through Michael Avenatti. What spirit is this woman in touch with? I don't, it's <laughs> a spirit, a, all right, yeah. but it ain't holy. <laughs> it's,
4: got, it's got glass. It's got a glass with rocks in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's exactly a spirit, right? A distilled one. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. She is, let me just tell you, these people, but they were so hungry for somebody to take down Donald Trump yeah. and replace him. Yes. Remember these idiots? I mean, there, there was poor Chris, uh, what's his name? Uh, not, not Who Cuomo. used to do the show on MSNBC, got fired. Oh,
4: Chris Cuomo? No, oh, so the no, other oh, Chris. Oh.
0: Oh, Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews! Throw up my How leg! Could I
4: forget, Matt. Oh, yes. Up
0: and down. Well, he was feeling something else up and down his leg when <laughs> Avenatti came into the studio. <laughs> when he, with a straight face, said, "You could run as a Democratic presidential candidate." Yes, I mean the. The
4: group insanity you, was at a fever pitch. Thank you. and it's ev- if, you, if you itemize everything we're acknowledging, because we p- always play this montage. But the thing about a montage Whoa. is sometimes you don't get time to itemize the claims. There were individual claims. Yes. What you just cited with Matthews, there's a clip in one of our montages where he goes, and the thing I like about you is you're not in it for the money.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Again. He's, he's in jail for three
0: different fraud cases. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> including Stormy. Daniels, Uh, I mean, it is just—you can't make it up. It's amazing, and no, you know what the rich thing is, and it it, 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 irritates. I'll full Mm. confession—it irritates the hell out of me. Okay, no one is held accountable for the crap they say, for the people they advance. Look. I I saw montages today of of of, uh, Herschel Walker people trying to oh you support Herschel Walker okay Herschel Walker not the most articulate man in the universe he tried he was a, a super you know a sports hero but. The level – no one went out there and said that this guy was going to save the
4: planet nope. or bring world peace. Nope.
0: They did say that about Michael Yes, Abinati, they did.
4: They legitimately said – A low-life criminal. One of the reasons I'm taking you seriously in 2024 – You're tw- not in it. For 2024, with any luck, would be a release date, if anything. <laughs> I said last night on Gutfeld, Raymond, I go, history will show he never rode in the presidential limo, but he did make the license plates. <laughs> well, he's That's making them now. <laughs> you bet. Behind well, bars. Long may he
0: continue to make them.
4: Oh, Raymond Arroyo is in studio. He is a free man. Uh, the book is called The Wise Men Who Found Christmas. Yeah, how about it? Uh, I know you've been on the road, too. When we last met, we were at the Patriot Awards. I will have you know, I remember every sentence we spoke to each other, even if I looked and was dressed as a man who probably wouldn't. No, but I knew I, you were I know. taking but it I,
0: I could see the light flicker of recognition in your eyes. <laughs> Between the, I'll have another. Yeah, the calls for another fill up. Yeah. Well, you want to remember.
4: I was walking to a Fox and Friends hit that following morning at uh, 4 a.m. Uh, Because they had booked me, what they had booked me for the early Fox and Friends. It was funny because I was down there. I did it on Thursday, which is the morning of the Patriot Awards at you know five a.m. So you didn't sleep at all. But stick with me. I did it at five. Then I did Fox and Friends, and you know whatever you do during the day. And we did the Patriot Awards. We had that glorious after party. Really nice. Well, when they emailed me from Fox and Friends first, they're like, "Hey, we're doing it again tomorrow an hour earlier." And I wrote back, "Good for you." So, no no
0: return engagement said, for no, Jimmy no. Fallon. I said,
4: I'll be there. What? I said, but understand. I said, I, 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 I showed up in the clothes that I performed in at the Patriot Awards and said, I said, listen, and, and they we acknowledged this on the air. I said, yo, you booked me, Jimmy Fallon, the biggest dirtbag on this platform <laughs> at 4am. I said, all I owed you was a body. I got the body here. I didn't owe you a specific outfit. I didn't owe you any cognitive abilities. Content added- is yours, baby. That, that's all. You're, you're on your own. I'm here. I'm oh, not the host. I'm just a, a little segment. And we you, did it. But you it, are too much. Well, it, it was fun but i laugh because the reason i bring that up is i was on my way to their set still from the night before and i saw a gentleman walking with his patriot award in his hand also still out from the <laughs> stumbling night before. stumbling through around the <laughs> i would never name names i would never Seminole name an old
0: casino well thank you uh, there, it, there, it was a great night you epic. were amazing oh, that Raymond. night no no you were really funny very funny that's a hard crowd uh, you it's a the, weird crowd. Well,
4: you want to know what the thing is, man? In a room that big, like this mm-hmm. is strategy 101, especially as a comic, you really got to fly right into them, right into the storm. You can't be timid. You can't be on your back foot. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I did was insult them. Like I said this, you know, <laughs> I told you guys are a bunch of alcoholics and just went right in. Because you know what the adage is? And this, they loved you. Well, thank you, buddy. For real. It was, it was like a career highlight because it was so cool to be in a room like that. with Like it's very rare. It's like an arena. Yeah, How many well, people? With four, seven, five? They said seven total if you count. Yeah. Everything, But stick with me. The bigger thing for me is that it's everyone we work with, every TV host, every executive, every programmer, every booker. So it was like so much fun, you know, for Mm -hmm. me, selfishly. It was such an indulgent, fun thing. But the lesson there, and I kind of know this because you play so many opium dens on the way up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) is when usually, you know, when you start out, you're in a room where you don't have their attention. You know, you're Mm, fighting for their attention. You're trying to get it. And what you learn early on in comedy is there's a term we all use in politics called read the room. But in Mm. comedy, you don't read the room. You lead the room. Uh, You're the only guy with a microphone. You set the terms of the negotiation. Mm. You're in charge of the vibe. Mm -hmm. And if you don't lead a room of 7,000 people, you're just another person who walked on and off the stage. That is correct. So you got to go in. That's the point I make. Raymond Arroyo is in studio. Now, Biden is supposed to be leading the free world. (laughs) And I'm going to say that with a straight face. Uh, I don't know that it's a thing. Jimmy, he can't lead his urine flow at this point. I mean, <laughs> no, come on. They, leading. I just, all right, stick with me, though, because I'm only bringing this up. Hold on. Because I saw you, you were just on the Outnumbered couch. another yes. stellar episode of Outnumbered. Fun. And um, one of the topics on the Chiron, I didn't get to hear because I was on the air, yeah. is reporters are mad because <laughs> they didn't get invited to the White House Christmas party. That's correct. I have a lot of takes on this, uh, but when you guys were talking about this, is is there a belief that he's in charge of the guest list? That this is exactly the point.
0: Great minds. You didn't hear it, but you knew it. Okay, this guy doesn't. That's what I said. Look, if if the tender little journalist emotions are upset because they weren't invited to the Christmas party. Get in your Christmas finery. Drive a block and a half away to Madame Tussauds. They have a nice Oval Office <laughs> set up with Biden. You'll get more out of that than you will out of the real guy down the street. Don't worry about it. Go to Madame Tussauds. But the, the very idea that you have people whose feelings are hurt because you know what it is? Validation to them. Yes. Being at the fancy parties, Jimmy. People like us, we don't give a no, flip about those parties. The, the party is the people we're talking to. Yes. Now. We have something they don't have. It's called an audience. And, and, and that's a nice thing. You get subscribers, love, affection. They come out and see you. They support you and you support them. These people are only performing and pe there for themselves. Yep. So not getting a White House yeah. Christmas invite is the end of the world. <laughs> Look, I've been there. I've been there for Trump. I was there for George Bush. I was there for Obama. I got one invitation for Obama. It, these are packed events with animals killing yes. each other to get to the food trough. <laughs> and then your big your big takeaway is you get to wait in line for three hours to take a picture with a president who could care less whether you're there or not. That's the that's the White House Christmas party. And, and if you're lucky, the wife will not curse you out as you leave because she can't imagine that this dumpy affair is the White House Christmas party. <laughs> Believe me, this is the reality.
4: Raven Arroyo. I admire your honesty. There it is. <laughs> (laughs) Thank you. Raymond Arroyo is in studio, and I agree. And by the way, I should also add that if you go a block and a half to the Madame Tussauds, you'll see more realistic faces than you will (laughs) You see more (laughs) human faces. This is true. Well,
0: they're going to have to do – I think they need to do multiple galleries at this point at Madame Tussauds. You have the Botox for a year, (laughs) the lip injection room, and then a third gallery for full facial lifts, you know, just so you can get the evolution of that person. Catch them at all stages.
4: They have a wing now from the COVID era. It's called Madame Fluso.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fauci and –
4: Burks is out there with a scarf on. All the hits.
0: <laughs> little Fauci's pop out as you walk into the gallery with <laughs> oh, a shot. Oh, Raven armed with a shot.
4: All right, let me punch you right in the human. Let's just talk. Take politics out of this right. now. Okay. Done. I said last night, my working theory is anyone upset about not getting invited to the White House Christmas party also has to be under the age of 40. And the reason I say that, the only reason I say that mm-hmm. is because if you're over the age of 40, having your plans get canceled is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Is 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 there anything better than like, hey, Barb's not feeling well. We're going to have to cancel dinner. I'm so sorry. We can't
0: come. Kids sick. Dog is puking on the lawn. I'm so sorry. We'd love to be there. But I know I agree with you. But, you know, it's also a miserable affair because if you and I get invited to something, you go park. Yeah, You can't park at the White House, Jimmy. Oh. Somebody's got to drop you off a block away, cold, yeah, raining. Yeah. You stand in line because there's a Secret Service screening. Oh, then man. there's another one right before you enter the house. <laughs> and then you go down that that alley of horrors that jill biden has made the white they you know they went after poor melania about yeah. the red sticks yeah, yeah, in the yeah. hallway well now it's a white blizzard this is every child's nightmare of being lost <laughs> in the woods in a blizzard with no way out and at the end of paper mache champ and that stupid cat they got yeah. it's like this is what i get well some white house no it's a horrible it, it i'm telling you if you've never if you're never invited to the white house anyone listening thank the good lord <laughs> Thank the good Lord. You didn't get dressed. You didn't blow it.
4: Oh, folks. The book is called The Wise Men Who Found Christmas. They thankfully did not find themselves at the White House Christmas Party. <laughs> they would never go there. They're like, now, them. can we go to a freezing manger instead? <laughs> they're,
0: they're like, they sent the camel droppings to the White House Christmas Party. They <laughs> went to the real party, <laughs> Jesus
4: and Mary and Joseph. This is a home run book. I throw my full endorsement behind it. Get out there and buy it or you're dead to me. Raymond Arroyo, <laughs> we'll you, always have friend.
0: this. We, we will always have this. Thank you, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> You're listening to the hottest show in the country.
0: Our country is in serious
3: trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Introducing the Nike Air Avenatti, the first sneaker with no soul.
1: Avenatti used illegal and extortionate threats for the purpose of obtaining millions of dollars in payments for himself.
0: Other track shoes claim to boost your speed, but the Air Avenatti got caught pulling a fast one.
1: You know that old adage, you live by the sword,
5: you die by the sword.
0: Winning the race of life is hard, but Nike invites you to just sue it with the Air Avenatti. Avenatti faces two more trials on the West Coast. The Air Avenatti. It currently doesn't have a release date, but it could be out as early as
4: 2023 with good behavior.
2: Like Mike, if I could be like Mike.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon and, yes, Michael Avenatti, one-time presidential hopeful, according to Summit CNN. CNN is the worst. He has now uh, been sentenced under three different fraud cases. And I point this out. It's a little bit of a cautionary tale. Okay, we got to a place in our politics during Trump where we became so hyper-partisan that everyone became a prisoner of the moment. It got so emotional. That it was denying people the self-awareness that would otherwise tell them, hey, you sound crazy right now. Okay, the media, I played your montage before. I'll play you one in the next hour. Okay, it was literally, they had put him on every show. Every show. Was on CNN. He on MSNBC. Was on anything you could have, a, you have a, a television and a microphone, get this guy out here and say that he's the guy who's going to bring down Donald Trump. Wrong. Didn't happen. Okay, he's going to jail. He was a criminal. But at the time, it was acceptable practice to prop him up as a legitimate entity because they were that hell-bent on stopping Trump. Okay, history will show when you're 30, 40 years removed from the emotion of this moment that the Democrats and the allies in the media did more damage to this country in their relentless pursuit of Trump than Trump ever could. Like Trump says stupid stuff all the time, and I'm – I tell you this a lot. He's probably disqualified himself from running again, whether you think so or not, is irrelevant, whether I think so or not, is irrelevant. I'm just talking about the collective of society. He needs to vote for him. Okay. the Democrats have convinced enough people that Trump is a threat to our democracy. And when Trump posts things on Truth Social, like he's going to rip up the Constitution, he really did post that, guys. That's not like me making it up. Um, When he does stuff like that, it makes it that much easier for them to convince even more people that he is that threat to democracy. They paint him to be. He didn't start off as that threat. I don't know that he genuinely is that threat. But we live in an age where people's emotions are their facts. And if you emotionally convince them that something is true, they'll believe anything. Even the fact that Michael Avenatti is a serious contender for the presidency. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards.
3: Live from everywhere, USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh, girl. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who does not have a Netflix special coming out. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, two people who've pled with us that they just want their privacy Naturally, like all people who just want their privacy, they're putting out not one, but two Netflix specials. I mean, does this sound like the behavior of people who don't just want their privacy? Not even close! No, they're fame whores. They're grifters. They're perpetuating one of the biggest hoax of the modern era, which is something that has become very prevalent in our society. It is spectacularly rich people convincing poor people... To feel bad for them.
5: What the hell is the world
4: coming to? I do not know, but we'll find out what it's coming to in this hour with Diamond Dave Landau, superstar comedian, good friend of your radio buddy. Uh, He will be joining us uh, shortly. Uh, And if you want to cut the line and open for Diamond Dave, 888-788-9910. But we begin. We begin with a little you and me time right here on the radio. Uh, Why? Because this is a story. If you saw me the other night, I was guest hosting Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. And we talked about this story that night because they had just dropped the trailer. And it was a big woe is me. Oh, it's so hard being a royal. I just wish anybody. Come on. Don't bullshit. Listen, I don't doubt as human beings, they encounter adversity and there are difficulties to their lives just like there are to yours. But we're living in an America where 65 percent of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. Biden sucks. Paycheck to pay. 65 percent of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. 78 percent of the people think the country is headed in the wrong direction. Biden sucks. There's that. Okay. So you understand, though, how tone deaf, how self-absorbed, how shameless you have to be to get in front of a camera and go, "Ah, oh, you don't understand. It's, it's really bad. No, no, we're having a hard time here. The royals weren't always nice. There were days where I woke up to get my six-handed massage And then I had to go potty because, you know, the massage works it out of me. It's part of my routine. And, you know, there's a string quartet, you know, in the bathroom that makes sure everything is nice and relaxing for me when I go. And one of them called in sick. It was hard. You don't understand. It was really, really hard. These people are clowns. Okay, nobody cares that while you were flying around the world on a private jet lecturing us about climate change, somebody in the royal family was a little unfriendly. Nobody cares. Oh, really? Okay. Moms are selling pictures of their feet all over OnlyFans so they can pay the heating bills right now. I mean, come what the hell did you just say? That's actually a thing. Like we're we are living in the golden age. It's never been more prevalent in society than actual women who are otherwise civilian women who went to school, who went to college, who work, you know, who raise a family are moonlighting as internet porn stars because they need to make ends meet.
5: Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible.
4: Okay. They didn't all get out of bed thinking this was the way and the truth, okay? Some of them have been forced to embrace it. Others just have this adventurous spirit and feel empowered by it, whatever the case may be. But this need didn't exist in our society four years ago or eight years ago or 12 years ago. But it exists now because the country's been run into the ground by the folks that happen to be in charge of it. We have
5: people in Washington that don't know what they're doing.
4: Okay, so when you fly to this country, okay, After leaving the royal family, royal life was too hard for them. Oh, the press always wants to know what's going on. Okay, that's your concern. I get it. And I completely empathize and concede that Prince Harry's mom was a focus of an unhealthy level of media attention, a level of media attention that ultimately did kill her, that ultimately did, you know, in that tabloid obsessed era where there were fewer celebrities where there was a bigger a bigger attention span than the one we have now being the eye of the media storm wasn't something that happened to you for 4 hours you know at a time it was something that really did happen to you around the clock and she's living in something like that but what they're trying to do is trade off of the suffering and the legacy by pretending there's a comparison between what she's going through and what they're going through okay here's the thing Princess Diana was trying to avoid the media, live her life, and do good in the world. Harry and Meghan are the media. They have signed a deal to create content for the media. So when they tell you with a straight, when's the media going to leave us alone? Oh, I don't know. Maybe when you stop taking their money? Bingo. Okay, but I bring them up today. Because they just received the Ripple of Hope Award. It's been given out by the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Organization for the last 50 years. And according to the website, the awards given to honor leaders in government, business, advocacy, and entertainment who have committed to social change. Now, their commitment to social change is calling everybody in the royal family racist. That's the deal. Let me explain to you what's going on from afar as somebody who understands human nature and has a legitimate horse sense. I do not doubt for a second that she felt a little ostracized by the royal family. Because if you're really rich, I'm talking spectacularly wealthy, the one thing, if you're in a position of prominence, and I only know this because I've opened for a lot of big, famous comedians or I've been at clubs where big, famous comedians show up. Okay, Ricky Henderson, who stole 130 bases of the member of the Oakland A's on his fastest day, could not get in and out of a comedy club as quickly as Jerry Seinfeld does. Okay, when Jerry Seinfeld does Gotham Comedy Club down the block from where I happen to be right now, he is, I, I mean, he is Ricky Henderson in his prime. He is Vince Coleman in his prime. He could beat a cheetah in a foot race. Why? Because as a guy that wealthy, he understands there is an army of people that are going to hand him a screenplay, pitch him a business deal, put the bite on him in any way they can. When you have that presence in society and you get subjected To that level of proposition, as often as a guy on Seinfeld's level does, you get good at knowing when that presence is around you. You get good at diagnosing, oh, there's a guy hovering over there by the ATM who's going to pick me off at the door. Oh, you see that guy over there pretending to be on the payphone? He's going to turn around and ask for a selfie. You know that, okay? I can tell you this as someone who now gets recognized everywhere he goes. This is very new in my life, but we know what's going on now. And I'm like the friendliest guy in the world, so I'm not mad about it. I'm like, hey, just say hi, man. Don't do be stupid around me. It's me. Come on. I'm 45. I'm going home to play video games after this. Don't be starstruck. I'm certainly not a star. You know, but the point is. Okay, you get good at knowing what the grift feels like when it's coming from flim flam. When it's not coming from a fan who wants to take a picture or a friend who wants to take a picture, it's coming from somebody who wants to proposition or get over on you or exploit your position of prominence. You get good at it. And what happened in the royal family early on is Meghan Markle, who was a C list actress on the USA Network show Suits, okay, made her way into the royal circle. And in the early going, the members of the royal family thought they had a grifter in their ranks. They know what that feels like. Okay, their collective takeaway was this chick isn't on the level. She's trying to trade on the access she has to the family. And make no mistake about it, she was. They have dished every royal secret that has come their way. They have spoken out and slandered the family. They're getting rich right now by trashing their own family. That's just how white folks will do you. She ultimately recognized that Prince Harry, when you look at the succession chain in the royal family, had one chance of wearing the crown. And that was if he celebrated a birthday at Burger King. Okay, in terms of the royal crown, no chance. Okay, she knew that and recognized that the path forward was victimhood. Let's get him to quit the family. Let's say they wronged us. We're never going to be king and queen. We're always going to be in the shadow of Will and Kate. So let's give them the middle finger, say we're oppressed, get out of here, and we'll go get rich in America. Harry, I'm telling you, you've got no balls. That's the move. And that's what they did. They flew flew to L.A., and he became the ex-prince of Bel-Air. And that's who he is now. And his woman runs his life. If you remember last year, she did that interview with Oprah in Gail King's backyard. It's a twenty five million dollar mansion. And these two women, Oprah, who is a billionaire, Meghan Markle, who just made a hundred million from Netflix, telling you how hard it is to be a black woman in America. That was embarrassing. First it was hard in England. Now it's hard in America, okay? And that's what they ran with. They ran with victimhood because, you know, victimhood has become currency to some people in this this country. We live in the grievance era. Hey, I've been wronged. Give me something. I didn't get what I wanted. I was offended by Dave Chappelle's jokes. Give me something. I want a promotion at work. I want him canceled. I want more money. Give me something. I'm not happy. If Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, okay, had a slogan, it is, Please give us money. Everywhere they go. Oh, the media, they won't leave us alone. Please give us money. Allow the family's so racist. Please give us money. That's all they're doing. And here in America, yes, of course, there are people willing to buy it. Pay up, suckers. One of the greatest grifts in our lifetime is the fact that there are so many people on the left of politics, and I don't doubt it goes in on the right, who have mastered the fine art of getting poor people to feel bad for rich people. It goes on all the time. Okay, it's really fascinating to watch these symbols of, on some level, achievement. Maybe not Harry and Meghan. Harry was just kind of born into it, and Meghan was smart enough to know he was a pushover she could could take advantage of. But the resounding takeaway is the royal family, as rich and as prosperous and as influential as they are, saw her in the ranks and gave her a cold shoulder. Weren't as welcoming as you might expect them to be. Yeah, the Queen of England was trying to keep up appearances, but they just they thought she was a grifter. They thought Harry was a dopey guy. Understand, Prince Harry is a guy that once got thrown out of the Mandalay Bay pool in Las Vegas. Do you know how banged up you got to get to get thrown out of the pool at the Mandalay Bay I mean, for real, though, where you you drink there 24 hours a day. Half the women are topless. Pay up, suckers. But he got thrown out as like a victim. okay? Because why? Oh, well, you know, you got to donate to Harry. He's had it hard. The royal life wasn't easy for him. You know, he's always been in his brother's shadow. You got to help this guy out. Pay up, suckers. And that's what they did. Okay, that's what they did. And that's what they're doing now in America. They're trying to convince poor everyday rank and file Americans who are living 65 percent of Americans right now, 65 percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They're not sure what they can and can't buy at the end of the week, not sure where they can and can't go, not sure what they can and can't eat. Dude, I've been them. I've been them every day, every day of my adult life. And I busted my ass and got a little bit ahead of that curve. But believe me, I've lived it long enough that if you ever lived it for a day, it never leaves you. Okay, these shameless grifters have convinced people to buy what they're selling. Now, you understand, it's hard. It's not easy being a royal. Okay, so they've got these two trailers that came out promoting the release of their docuseries. And the docuseries promises to reveal the suffering They endured at the hands of the royal family. Oh, the suffering. Do you know what it's like to have to fly on a private jet from climate summit to climate summit? I mean, it's not easy. The personal chef cooking for you all the time. It gets hard. I'm telling you, pal. It's like a guy can only get so many massages. Do you know what it's like to play three seasons of Madden in one day? And then go make a five-minute charity appearance, and there's a lot of paparazzi photographing you as you go. I'm telling you, folks, it's hard. It's hard. Here, you you donate. Here's the hat. Pay up, suckers. That's what they're doing. This is a scam. But Harry says in the trailer, there's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but they're also planting stories to make us look bad. In another part of the trailer, photographers are snapping away, and he says, I had to do everything I could to protect my family. No, no, no. Whoa, wait, whoa. Your family was your family, okay? This chick is a grifter, and your family, as the royal influential people living a life of spectacular prosperity that you yourself could not dare ever dream of, okay, your family got the sense she wasn't on the level. And your family didn't want to give her the access that would traditionally be reserved for a family member because they know a scam when they see one. If only the people watching Netflix had the same diagnostic powers. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are stressed out from their busy lives of flying around in private jets, eating five-star meals, and getting six-handed massages. It's a very real
2: thing to be going through behind the scenes.
4: You can help take the edge off by donating to the Royal Relief Fund. I never thought that this would be easy, but I thought it would be fair. The Royal Relief Fund is your chance to help whiny, entitled do-nothings survive their woe-is-me charade of a life.
2: It's not enough to just survive something. Like, that's not the point of life.
4: For just $283,000 a day, you can give a British royal things they desperately need to survive, like 30 assistants five personal chefs and a string quartet to serenade them while they poop. Cuz
2: not many people have asked if I'm okay.
4: The Royal Relief Fund, connecting gullible fools like you with self-important clowns like them for over 5 years. In the
2: arms
4: of the angel.
3: Don't go anywhere. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back.
4: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A little Stevie Wonder. Santa Claus is coming, folks. He short a few reindeer because of the vaccine mandate. They didn't wave it yet up in the North Pole. We're down only three reindeers right now. Some people were like, no, I'm not getting vaxxed. They stood their ground. I respect it. I do respect it. But no, Diamond Dave Landau really is coming. Uh, he is a national touring comedian. We're going to discuss all of this ridiculousness involving the Royals, because I just find this so funny, the series that premiered on Netflix and... You know, everybody always says, well, you know, you guys give it publicity and that's, you know, part of the thing. And it is. It actually is part of the problem there. But the reason I logistically like to discuss this stuff is I, this it really is in this day and age never been easier, never been easier, okay, to have an impact, to get ahead, to get where you want to be. Like if you're a guy that's just willing to show up to work, show up to work. Don't dump your personal drama on everybody else and go hard. The thing about going hard is you're going to be tired the first day, you're going to be tired the second day, tired the third day, but you're going to get progressively less tired. It's like exercising. It's like training for a marathon because you get used to going hard. It becomes the norm, okay, and you can ultimately get ahead. You get in shape for the grind. You get ahead from the grind, okay? And the reason I point that out is because everybody in society's strategy now is to be a victim, well, I'm not going to do the work. I'm not going to put in the 10 years or the 15 years or, heaven forbid, be Jimmy Fallon and put in the 20 years to get the job you want. What are you, crazy? Like, yo, people don't want to do that. They want, you know, somebody to offend them so they can ask for something or a promotion. They want to tear people down as a way of building themselves up. The, Me- the Meghan Mark P- Markle Prince Harry psychology is so prevalent in our society and there's a lot of people now that are being denied self-reliance. They're being told the government should be paying for everything you do. That's it. No, no you, what you, you're not paying for child care. You, gov- you, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Every damn day. Okay? You need to be able to do for yourself. And if you're willing to try every day, just try. You will figure it out. Do you think about tonight. I am on Hannity tonight, 9 o'clock. I was listening to him in a taxi for seven years. Didn't know him. Didn't know I'd be on his TV show. Didn't know I'd have my own radio show. But I kept working towards it. And one day I was able, through some low-level blackmail and a couple of extortion attempts, to get on the show. You can do that in America. Get back to work.
3: It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on earth happened
1: You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world.
0: She's becoming a royal rock star.
1: And then... Everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You
3: know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories.
2: There was a war against
1: Meghan to suit other people's genders. It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game pain and suffering of women marrying
3: into this institution. This feeding frenzy.
2: I realized they're never going to protect you.
3: I
4: was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself.
2: Come on. That was absolutely dreadful.
4: Well said, Simon Cowell. Joining us now on the show. I, I kind of saw, always saw him as more of the Paula Abdul of the trio. He is a superstar comedian, Diamond Dave Landau. Back on the show. Hey, hey, hey.
5: How are you, sir?
4: Uh, better now hearing your voice. Did you just hear that Prince Harry, Meghan Markle trailer?
5: I certainly did, and it was riveting. <laughs> I just hope they're okay.
4: <laughs> Listen, this is my favorite thing in the world. Is rich. It's a phenomenon in the times we live in where rich people are convincing poor people to feel bad for them. Do you know how rich these people are?
5: Well, they're the entire country rich. Like, he... <laughs> God. Even when he decides to leave the kingdom, it's like, well, that's okay. You only have the actual family jewels to fall back on if you change your mind. <laughs> like, like you, you just have everything you want. It's got to be tough.
4: It's. I know. They're really selling this. Like, the opening of the trailer is those two with all their possessions in a U-Haul driving across the Golden Gate Bridge trying to make a go of it in America. You know what I'm saying? Like- right, like... <laughs> I wonder if these two kids can get it together. (laughs) With, With any luck in a Netflix deal, they could be on their way. I mean, listen. Yeah. yeah, what runaways
5: call home and are like, can I speak to the king?
4: <laughs> That's, think about that. Think about that. You, you run away from home. You know, there's a bit uh, – John Laster, a comedian, did this thing about – he used to do a bit about how like, he grew up in the hood. He's like – and one day he was hanging out with his white friends, and he heard this girl get into a pickle, and she was like – you know, her friend was like, call your dad. Why don't you just call your dad? And John Laster was like, yo, my dad owes me money. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) These people get into a a pickle. They can call the king of England. (laughs) That's so funny.
5: Yeah, yeah, they have nothing to worry about. And I love how the whole idea is that they're getting hounded by paparazzi and everything. Like, there's a part, I guess, where they're actually just talking about how difficult it is to deal with the paparazzi, and the wide shot is actually them at a Harry Potter premiere. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I guess you didn't expect to be bothered there on the red carpet walking into a movie you were invited to. It
4: just, it it never ends. What are these these people on the red carpet going to leave me alone? Time was, you know. (laughs)
5: Yeah, I can't even believe it. I was invited here, and everyone knows who I am. This is ridiculous. It's, let's let's escape to America and make a go of it.
4: I mean, seriously, Diamond Dave Landau is on the line. Uh, you're a family man yourself. Have you been? Yes. Have you ever been so desperate to just be alone with your family that you started a Netflix docu series?
5: Well, that's what I like to do. Is whenever I need some privacy. I like to try to film myself doing everything and then have a company buy it for everyone to watch. <laughs> Don't forget the podcast.
4: I mean, if you yes. really want to
5: be alone. <laughs> and it's always worked out. I mean, anybody who's ever had any kind of a series, you know, Hulk Hogan, the uh, you know, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, it's all worked out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> In the end. Oh, I'm dying, man. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me because there is a class of people that, like, legit feels bad. You know who doesn't, and I love him for it? I've never had him on the show. I really wish I could get him on. Piers Morgan. Uh, You know, I I don't know everything about Piers Morgan, but I know his background is in, you know, the Royals. And he's the one guy like he just every time he just he's going to drop an F-bomb on live TV. If you bring him on enough to cover these two, because he sees through the grift. Because let me tell you what the grift is. And you know this from being in comedy clubs with famous people. Okay, we have fans. Okay, but we have also opened and worked for people who are like internationally renowned comedians. And a good example I would give you is if you were at Gotham and Seinfeld came in. He can't get out to his car quick enough because when you're that rich and famous, it's not about fans wanting to take a picture. It's about people wanting to grift, people wanting to give you a screenplay, people wanting to pitch you an investment, people wanting to put the bite on you. Now, I would imagine – thank you. I would imagine the royal family uh, has gotten pretty good at knowing when there's someone in their ranks – that's trying to put the grift on, that's trying to put the bite on. And my sense of his problem with Meghan Markle and the royal family is that he didn't want to take them at their word that they were getting that feeling about her. She's a C-list actress on Suits on the USA Network, and suddenly she has dated her way into the Queen of England's living room, and everyone in the family gets the feeling that this is like a little bit of a grifter, and they're not as warm to her as they probably could have been if they liked her more. They've managed to take that and parlay it into we are the Robert F Kennedy award winners for social justice change and the only thing they've changed is the pilot on their private jet <laughs> it's so
5: true well i've i've dated girls whose parents didn't like me because i wasn't a certain nationality or because i didn't come from a wealthier family i think everybody deals with that to a degree i wouldn't call it peril because it's like look to be blunt, it's like I'm still gonna bang your daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> either way, either way, I won. You know, it's, I, I, you know I guess that's marble. Congratulations.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have a degree from Harvard. I got a degree in uh, smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you like? It. <laughs> I got a, a degree from the Holiday
4: Inn Express. You know what I'm saying, girl? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think the whole
5: family tends to get nervous if, like, anybody brings somebody home who's, you know, not blood-related or underage on an island because they're not used to (laughs) dating anybody else.
4: I mean, think about that, okay? Think about how much of a pain in the ass she has to be behind closed doors, okay, that they wouldn't accept her. Prince Andrew's girlfriends were forcing them to buy Girl Scout cookies at holiday events and they still put up with Prince Andrew for all of those years. Meghan Markle shows up, they're like, no, nah, no, we can't do this. Not, not with the USA actress, no way.
5: No, 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 and the, even with Diana, the queen was like, look, I, I get she's playing a little bit of ball here, but I still got to call the no seatbelt limousine company. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Dave Landau. <laughs> because it's, if that's too far. But it does just seem that, like, they've always been uncomfortable with outsiders. Oh, yeah, there, no, there's that. I
4: don't, like, I know that's a thing, by the way. The thing, but the thing with her is, you know, his brother and his brother's wife. We're famously telling him like, yo, I'm just just I know you like this girl, but I'm telling you we've seen the signs that she's kind of working you, bro. Like she's kind of like steering you for her own well-beings. That was the perception. And now, listen, maybe it turns out they're wrong, but there's no way she doesn't give off that vibe because you think of everything we just discussed, the disingenuous nature of a grifter. She's what did we just joke about for five minutes? She claims she wants her privacy, so she's doing a documentary on herself. It's that. That's disingenuous, you know, like you just said. Yeah, go ahead. Yes.
5: And as a photo opportunity, every time there's a tragic event, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're absolutely right. She puts herself out there as much as possible. And for him, I can't imagine her showing up. Like, if I'm dating a girl and I'm, let's say, I don't know, the Prince of England, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're like, we should move to an apartment in uh, in America. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know if you saw this castle that I have.
4: <laughs> well, to be clear, they're not exactly squatting in a one bedroom uh, on the Upper East oh, Side, Diamond Dave. They're That's in. True. They're in. Uh, they're in Santa Barbara. Kennedy calls her the Duchess of Santa Barbara. And he is, of course, yeah. you know, he's the ex, the ex, the ex prince of Bel Air is Prince Harry. He's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. He should do a that's Will very Smith. Very true. Yeah, yeah. He should do a Will Smith. Yeah.
5: yeah, they, yeah they well, that's part of it too. Is that yeah? He's living in probably just what's what well, anybody would consider the most lavish of all lifestyles, and she's like, well, this. This isn't good enough. I don't—we should do a documentary about how hard this is, even though I made this
4: all happen. Dude, have you ever seen the clip? I've told this on my show before, so forgive me for the audience. But have you ever seen the clip when she was still in the family? They were doing one of their goodwill missions to Africa, and it was early on in her relationship— And the reporter asked how she was doing, okay? She happened to be in a village at the time for people who had survived landmines. They had stepped on landmines and been disfigured by landmines. And as people are kind of hobbling around and crawling around, she's sitting on a rock. And a reporter asks how she's doing. And she starts crocodile tearing because no one has asked all day how she's doing. And I'm like, yo, Megan, we'd all like to walk a mile in your shoes if only we had feet in this village. Yes.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to just walk through a children's hospital and be like, How come nobody's asked me if
4: I'm okay? It's today? yo, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It like the tone deaf idiots these people are.
5: Well, it's it and it just shows you how selfish and much as an in the grifter that she is. I mean, if that's really how you view when you're there, where it's like, Well, sure, you don't have any legs, but have you ever not been invited into a family Christmas party because you don't get along with the grandma? Now that's <laughs> hell.
4: <laughs> it's, I mean, think about that. You guys are you guys are literally going out to kill your dinner with any luck, if you can find it in the woods tonight. But, you know, over at the craft <laughs> services table, the woman gave me a little bit of an attitude when she was poaching my egg this morning. It's unbelievable. I've had,
5: <laughs> I've had to work non-union gigs before on <laughs> USA Network. You know what that's like?
4: <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable! Dave Landau is on the line, and yes, where's the justice for Meghan Markle? We've all ordered a Bloody Mary that didn't have the olives in it. I mean, when are we going to stand up for her? The real oppression. Um, she's the real. She's the real
5: person suffering, and I think, especially now, in what's going on in the world today. Yeah. She is the true victim.
4: (laughs) Listen, uh, the the real number in America right now, it's sad, but it's why we do as comics. You have to laugh at bad things. 65% of America, 65% of America, the country we're in, 65% of this country is living paycheck to paycheck, meaning their life is a perpetual, like, how the hell are we going to make it work this week? That's their life. And they're watching a trailer for a woman who is on a red carpet, flying in a jet, sitting in the back of a limo, tell them how different... Difficult it is to be her like you can't be a bigger sociopath. I mean, you talk about a weapons grade idiot. You there isn't a bigger one amongst us than her.
5: No. And it's like, look, ha- uh, you know, I'm happy to don a wig And take her spot any day just for the security. (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way. You know how many girls out there? It's like you actually get to be a princess. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's not good enough. (laughs)
4: Like, think about this. You go to Disney World. Disney will charge you like $1,300 for your daughter to pretend she's been a princess for an hour at the Cinderella Castle. Like, it's, it's like a legit $1,300. They get the hair makeover. They get a little makeup. They get a tiara. It's like $1,300 to be a princess for an hour. You just touched on it. She is an actual princess in an actual castle. And she's like, nah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I deserve more. No. No one deserves that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> really quick while I got you on the phone, I want to talk about something more serious. Let's shift gears to Cocaine Bear. Um, Let's talk about this. That
5: was my uh, nickname in high school.
4: (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Um, My question, okay, is how much cocaine do you have to be on to confidently walk into a boardroom and pitch cocaine bear to a serious group of people?
5: I don't know. I I bet you, though, when Ray Liotta said yes, he didn't think it was going to be his last film. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
4: That's so true, though. (laughs) And
5: I say that as a huge fan. Yeah, we love Ray Leo. Um, we love
4: Goodfellas. But, yeah, no, I get it. That's funny. The big closer was yeah. Cocaine Bear.
5: Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, when you go in and go, look, there's a story where a bear ingested some in cocaine. Like, okay, well, what's it about? Well, this he's going to be on coke the whole movie and just killing everyone. And they're like, yeah, that's good. I, I think they were all on cocaine. Like, that's what was in the pitch. They're like, Just go ahead and pass this around. It's been checked for fentanyl. I got a really good idea. <laughs> see what you're on right now. Now imagine if it was a bear.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a Sharknado with fur, is what it is. <laughs> exactly, and it's,
5: and it's funny because like I would—I I am going to see it. Oh, that's opening funny. night! Yes, it's like you ever just think sometimes you try too hard. Like you try to think of good ideas, and it's like why? It like that's the best idea when you think about it. Because you go and you know what bears are, you know what cocaine is. You got yourself a
4: movie, <laughs> Dave Landau. he just just land just landed a role in Pizza Dog. It's coming out next yes. month. As a dog eats a lot of pizza. Now he's desperate yeah. for water. The dehydration, it gets crazy. Yeah, that's so funny. Yes,
5: I guess Heroin Panda coming to a theater
4: It's a sleeper <laughs> hit. Hey, maybe they'll get the pandas to breed. To breed in captivity. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. You get some drugs into the pandas. Who knows where this party's headed? You don't know. You don't know. Yes, they play unplugged concerts. Oh, Great. That's, that's outrageous. <laughs> that is outrageous. They're doing all these Alice in Chains covers. You're like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is really good. He knows every song. That's that is unbelievable. Um, are uh, you? He just has a bamboo tied around his wrist. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you uh, are you on the road this weekend?
5: I am. I'll be at uh, Mark Release Comedy Castle in Detroit, and I'm going to be recording it actually to put Ooh. out um, as a special. I tried to do it earlier this year and it didn't work out, unfortunately. Uh, have, the have technical glitch.
4: Have you? Oh, when that happens, have you? Uh, Wetchemakok. Because that's a great room to do it in, though. Like atmosp- yes. atmospherically, I've never, I've never played it, uh, but I know the room well. It is a great atmospheric place to record a special. Have you ever played Bricktown down in Oklahoma City? We didn't talk about this off the air. It's fantastic. Oh, is it okay? Good. That's where I am. You know, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Um, Have you not been there yet? never, ever, ever. Um, so this is. A... Um,
5: my buddy owns it. You're gonna love it.
4: Oh, that's a big deal. All right. Well, let's let's yeah. work that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond you're Dave, you're gonna love it. We'll trade postcards. Uh, let me know how your TSA pat down goes. I'll let you know how mine goes. I got the guy with the sh- Yeah, I got the guy with the strong hands last night. It looked ba- it looked a little weird when I went through the second time. You know, but right.
5: uh, <laughs> listen. Sausage
4: Fingers McGee was my. <laughs> listen, I'm a married guy. I don't get a lot of stimulation. You know, I don't get out of the house a lot. Sometimes that TSA pat down is all a guy has to look forward to. You know what I'm saying, Diamond Dave? I-
5: is, that's why I wear sweatpants. I hope they
4: come off. <laughs> Diamond Davey goes to every airport with a fake bomb strapped to his chest just so he can go through. It's <laughs> uh, just road flares, guys. Do you want a really quick laugh before I let you go? I'll do it fast. So when I was in Texas yes. at a meet and greet, someone, someone at a meet and greet in Texas uh, brought me a Civil War cannonball. Okay. And we're flying out at DFW the next day. I have Jenny and Lincoln with me. We throw the Civil War cannonball in Jenny's purse. Uh, of course, we get stopped by the TSA as it goes through the x-ray. He makes sure it sure. is what we think it is, allows us to take it onto the plane, but of course makes us dump out the 16-ounce Poland Spring water bottle before we do. <laughs> Why? I just, I, I just don't. Like, we're cool with the weapon of war, but it stops with quenching your thirst.
5: Yeah, we checked. It's not cartoonish where there's a wick on it, so it's
4: perfectly fine.
5: (laughs) You and your bomb go right
4: ahead, but you with the water, I'm going to need you to step
5: outside. (laughs) There could be something in the water.
4: I'm dying. I'll see you at the airport. You're the best, Dave. See you, buddy. Thank you, sir. There he goes, the great Diamond Dave Landau. There we go back after this.
3: A show so good, it's hard to describe.
1: It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as and uh, you know.
5: It's
3: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You
1: know, so, uh...
4: Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallow When this party ends, we take it over to the TV side. I will be on with Sean Hannity tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Fox News channel. Tomorrow, I am getting the band back together with Harris Faulkner on the Faulkner Focus. And as you know, she is thrilled to have me on.
1: That is offensive, and it is not true.
4: And we will have some you and me time all over the radio. If you missed last night's Gutfeld appearance, it is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Either way, the show is over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican be a Democrat. We don't really care. Just don't be a